Says he wants to be a grub when he grows up. That's the news. He wants to be a what? A grub. Uh, Like a baby fly? He didn't specify what specific type of larva he wants to be. He just says that the sum total of his ambitions are to be a grub. He told me that he wants to go to grub school. This is a quote. He wants to go to grub school so that he can learn how to crawl on people and live in a trash can. (laughs) I don't think grubs really crawl on people, do they? I think if you put a grub on someone, it would crawl on it would, people. It would, on them. Yeah. 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 That's what he wants. And then I asked him which trash can. He said the blue one. So at least he's ambitious because the recycling. blue one's like the big recycling bin because we have a brown right. one that's like for that's smaller just for regular trash. So right. he's, it's not like he lacks ambition. You know what? You know how we solve that problem? This is like the cosmonauts inventing, uh, bringing a pencil to space. Okay. We don't have two different trash cans. We have two same size trash cans. We just put the recycling out every two weeks. Put the recycling out every two weeks. Okay. Every other week is recycling week. Okay. So that's how we do it here in Connecticut. That sounds complicated. Hello, Joan. Joan is here. Cat. Joan has the J Gene too. You and Joan both have the J Gene. We've got the J Gene. We're going to be talking about the J Gene. You guys are jumpers. Well, we're going to be talking about the J Gene, but first we have to jack in. You got to jack in. Let's jack in. Yeah. We've got to jack into Grim Space. Okay, you're gonna Which be the pilot. Both the name of the novel and um, what we do with our podcast. What we're doing in, yeah. in this podcast. Yeah, I'll be the pilot. You be the jumper because you I, got because I've got the J gene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so we're gonna be connected. Uh, I think by some a lot of like kind of wet works. Yeah, wet works. Yeah, um, which I think is what they call assassinations. Yeah, but in this case, it's just our brains are going to be fusing. You're going to see a lot of my thoughts. You're going to see a lot of what I'm thinking about. And um, uh, Joan, honey, you can be here, but you can't eat the cardboard loudly. It's almost deliberately designed to be annoying on the podcast. Not loudly. Or at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me read you this passage. No, Joan, I'm serious. About jacking in. And tell me if this doesn't... Yeah. Describe what we do every week okay. when we yeah. sit down to record Perfect. our podcast. Yeah. In a graceful spin, we're out. Weapons fire coming in hard on aft shields. They're scrambling ships, but it'll take time to find a jumper fit to run. And we've got one ready to go. Me. The stars swim around us, and part of me thrills to it. Even as I suck in breath, preparing myself for... It says March, but I'm just going to say Jack. Preparing myself for Jack, I'm virgin on her wedding night, Mm -hmm. arranged marriage, and I've never even given him a closed mouth kiss. True of us. True true of us. And is that did you is that um, is that from this book, or are you reading from the AV Club review of our show? (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading from my diary the first time we recorded (laughs) an episode of the Babysitters Club. Club. Yeah, no, that's what it's like, people. And we're sharing a brain, basically. Because I'm showing yeah. you all of Grim Space. Like, yeah. Once you get inside my head, this beautiful head of mine, yeah, you can see the, the what I see. You can see through my eyes, and you see yeah. the the colors. Well, it's beautiful. beautiful. It is yeah. beautiful. A little bit scary. A little bit beautiful. scary, and that's because that's where the Chaos Demons live. As we know, this is a shared universe with Warhammer 40K, and it's okay, the Materium, and we use Geller Fields to protect ourselves yep. from the Chaos Beings. Yeah. Um, and that's why jumpers burn out. Too. That's why jumpers like me burn out. I've got the also got the J jean because my name you is Jack J- and Jack. I wear J jeans George, I guess. Yeah. And, and I got a cat I'm, called Joan. I'm gonna have to kick her out. Joan, you're getting kicked her. out, hun. Joan's yeah. getting kicked out. Out of here. I'll out of right here. Back. Joan, Sh- shoot her out the airlock. I do love you very much, but you're kicked out. Because you are making too much noise. Don't bother your mother. You jacked out there for a second. I jacked out, and I jacked back, back. in, uh, and now here we are. It, 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 we've we've warped. I hope uh, listeners enjoyed that little taste of what Grim Space is like. It's a little bit scary, a little bit sexy, and a whole just lot a of little fun. bit though, because yeah. I think what I managed to do this week. Yeah. So one of our listening audience reminded us that we did come up with a nickname for them. Oh yeah. Early on. What was it? 
um, and now I can't remember what it is, but I feel like it was better than Sex Pot. <laughs> bedheads? Um, so I feel like, was it Bedheads? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. Love Children? I've been pushing for Love Children. I think there there's something fun children. about that. <laughs> love Children is, is upsetting in the same way that Sex Pots is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> no, in a different way. I mean, yeah, sorry. I mean, <laughs> in a different way, but in a similar way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's someone moving around my house right now. That's scary. Which is is, are scary you alone because I'm home? I'm home alone with my son who's asleep. Okay. Oh, people are pitching ideas here. Okay. Great. People are pitching ideas good. in this, this thread. You want to hear some of them? Audio. Bed bugs. Bed bugs. <laughs> Bed buddies. Uh-huh. Bed bugs yeah. is gross. Nobody wants that. Yeah. In New York, you become an instant pariah. All your friends divorce you if you get bed Oh, bugs. yeah. You're like some filthy... Betty Nation <laughs> is what you called them. You called them Betty Nation. Uh, really? I think. I like that. Or or Bethany Alberg made that up. I don't know. Okay. Well. So fun. we'll call them they're they're the they're Betty Nation yeah, and they're the now. the bed bugs or maybe the bedheads or maybe the sex pots. Yeah. Uh we'll keep exploring the space. Yeah, we'll we'll figure Much it out. Like I say love children. Jax. Yeah. Explore Grim Space. I'm exploring Grim Space. We should say what it is. We did a sci-fi romance um Betty Nation. Th- I messed up. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit you my, didn't mess my, up. I don't think you messed well, up. Well, I think I messed up a little bit. No, I don't think this is a mess. Up. I had this us, is legit. I had us read a book that is, I would say, lightly romance. It's romance. Here's the trick. So listen, I, I recommend this book, and it is romance. Here's a trick they did on me, and I think they did it to you as well. We both got tricked because so we did. You know, we were like, oh, let's do a sci-fi romance. Tanner did some light googling looked at lists of like the greatest sci-fi romances and this one made every list. It's called yeah, Grim this Space. One's top of the list. It's by Anne Aguirre. We're the strange bedfellows, I should say. I'm Jack Shepard. Yeah. Tanner Greenring. Um and uh this one seemed like it would be a fun uh, sci-fi jaunt. We you and I both started reading it and we were like, this is just sci-fi. <laughs> we're but, just reading a sci-fi book. Here's the thing. Here's I'm the halfway thing. through this book and tell me there hasn't this, been any romance. Tell me of this description fits with your experience of reading this book i was like holy shit this it's a sci-fi book it's got telepathy it's got grim space it's got psionics and laser blasters and faster than light travel it's got yeah. terra beasts and shape-shifting sliders and there's a guy who's emotionally closed off and he and the heroine have this kind of flirty repartee and it seems like they hate each other but they're constantly finding themselves in situations where they have to be emotionally vulnerable in front of one another and um they fuck and yeah. um, it's a romance. It's a romance. It's a it romance. romance. They just tricked us because of all this terminology. They tricked us into reading a thing we wanted to read anyway. So the trick's on yeah. you, yeah. Anna Guir. Because yeah, this Anna is Guir. Yeah, if, she tricked if we're going to do it, don't tempt us. Yeah, don't. We'll yeah. stop. We'll do a sci-fi <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we'll happily do a sci-fi podcast. But she That's tricked what we're, us. We're reading on the side anyway. But we weren't tricked because this is the stuff we love. We love it when people get emotionally vulnerable, don't we? We fucking yeah. love it. We can't get enough we of that. We love it. And um, Captain March, ooh, they don't get much more emotionally <laughs> vulnerable than Captain March. He's a he's a live wire. This guy. What you're what and when you're when you're jacked in with someone, when you're in the wet space, when you're in the yeah. wet works with yeah. them, you mm-hmm. got to drop your psionic guards. You have to let you them in. You got to let them in, and that is the ultimate vulnerability. And don't even. Ask what happens if you try to fuck while you're in grim space. It's uh, pretty sexy. You will never look back. Yeah, you'll never look back. It's the only way to do it. A lot of um, a lot of the um, pilots and jumpers do end up having sexual relations, and then once they do, that's kind of the only way they can do it. Yeah, because it's better than finish. Yeah, that episode of Black Mirror. Um, Jack, do you want to describe the book? I feel like it's probably your turn. It's literally not. Now you're you're doing you're you <laughs> you've turned it back on me. Now you're trying to do the trick on me. Cuz I just described the book. <laughs> I don't think so. I like I don't trust you anymore. You're doing it to me. I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to I don't believe Cuz this you. is how you behave when you're lying as well. <laughs> no, 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 sir. 
<laughs> you, it, it's absolutely your turn. I described the book last week. Okay, fine. I'll do it. We'll put 60 seconds. What we like to do is, no, we put 90 seconds on I'm a big, bad clock. I'm going to put 90 parsecs on a big, bad clock. Na- that's good. It's a sci-fi romance. I liked it. I thought it was really fun, folks. It's fun if you like sci-fi. It's fun if you like romance. It really is both. There's a, there's a lot of love in it. Like, the, the beating heart of this book is the love that blossoms. Uh, uh, between and the sexual chemistry that blossoms between the two protagonists. All right, a parsec is three point two six light years. Okay, someone should tell um, that to George Lucas. <laughs> Sorry, which apparently is a measurement of distance, distance and not time. It's a measure of distance and not time. Parsec. What, what are you doing? I guess. <laughs> uh, I was pulling up a timer, a, a 90 second parsec timer. Okay. A uh, 90 parsec timer. Yeah. Parsecs are used in astronomy to measure interstellar distances. Okay. And not time. It's about 3.086 times 10 to the 16th meters. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you that long. Okay. Perfect. To describe this book. Yeah. Uh, I guess converting that to seconds would be about 90. Okay, yeah, I think in seconds, that's about 90 seconds. That's how long it seconds. took um, the Millennium Falcon to do the uh, Kessel Run. Well, he did it in 12, he did 12 90-second jumps. Yeah, in 12 90-second jumps, yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll describe the book, yeah. In five, four, three. Okay, it's the future, and it's space. And um, there's this uh, cool person called Sarantha Jax, and she has the J gene. And the J gene means that she can do this thing that most people can't do, which is she can, like, go into grim space without being insane. Grim space is the um, space between worlds whereby – uh, the, how, it's how they get past faster than light travel. You kind of have to navigate into the grim space. Just put Wait, in Warhammer, relatable Warhammer terminology. Please do not talk to me while I'm doing the description. Okay. Um, and what happens is that um, you need to pair with a pilot to do it. And the pilot like just like pilots the ship and then you like jack into the grim space and like lead them around. And it's also like pretty sexy as we've described. Um, but what happened? Why did the big corporation um, uh, everyone died in this mission that she was leading and she was the only survivor. And then why did the corporation try to like kill her and say that she did it and blame it on her? And did she do it? Did she do the killing of everyone? That's the big mystery. But before they can find out, she's kidnapped from the corporation, which is doing experiments on her and trying to make her confess to this crime by this cool space pirate called March. And he's a pilot. And they jack in together and it's very sexy and then they have adventures throughout all of space and time and um, try to figure out uh, um, whether the corporation is evil and yes it is evil of course they are and it's cool and there's a cool alien yeah I assume that was 90 seconds kidnapped um, yeah I was going to give you an extra 10 seconds because I interrupted you yeah um, but you did it right on the dot 90 seconds yeah um, um, and then, lot, you, know, you miss a lot. Of stuff. You no, miss there's most tons of, the of stuff that happens. You know, I feel like I've given the general um, the sense Anne, of it. Anne, yeah, Aguirre likes to put a lot of plot, yeah, into one. I mean, I was going to say one little book, but honestly, I think this is the longest book we've read. It was a long one. It was a long one for a, what we do. Not that little, long for a sci-fi book. Yeah, because I was looking. Was I was like, we should read Outlander for our next yeah. book, uh, and that's like. That's like twice the length of this, so probably not. We should probably read that at some point, though. Yeah, we probably should. It's very sexy. I think it's very sexy in time travel, but let's stick to the plot. Um, Um, She puts a lot of plot in this book. A lot of things happen. A lot of characters are introduced. A lot of adventures. A lot of characters are killed. Um, A lot of people die. It's pretty pretty sad and random who dies. (laughs) Now I can't remember the name of the cool praying mantis slider. There's a guy in the book. Who a bounty is hunter, a skin shifter called um, Vel, and yes, he Vel. is cool. And he, Tanner and I were talking before we sat down to record, and we both agreed that he's our favorite guy in the book. He's a bounty hunter. He catches uh, Sarantha Jax, um, but then she wins him over with her sort of rugged charm, and they end up kind of being uh, partners together, yeah. escaping uh, an ice planet mm-hmm. with the help of March the rakish roguish sexy man who pilots Svet- Svetlana's Folly so Svetlana's Folly is the name of their ship yeah. she 
pilots it with March. March is with the guy who kidnapped her. And at first, and this is a thing. This is a thing that you know it's a romance. Uh, at first, they hate each other. <laughs> yeah, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. They get on one another's nerves. Well, and it, and you have to you have to really um, you have to make a deep connect when you're a, when you got the J gene. When you're a jumper. When you got the J gene, yeah. You have to make a really deep connection with your pilot. Yeah. Or else you guys aren't aren't jumping nowhere. So it was a little rocky at first, you know? It's a little rocky at first, um, but it's fun. It, there's a lot of shooting and blasters and um, and hijinks. Um, and there yeah. is a, a, some amount of doing it, so we can um, we can clinically take that apart and read it for folks if you'd like. Sure, yeah. There's a one scene where they um, have relations. Yeah, and it's not as, not quite as, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, we have a segment where we um, read the dirty parts of romance novels in a way that mm-hmm. uh, our listeners can enjoy without being scandalized, and so they can listen to the podcast while they are eating dinner with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Two Prude Dudes, and uh, we'll just read the sexy part, but we'll we'll clean it up. Sanitize it, yeah. Sanitize it. Um, and let's just dive into that. It's um, fairly sexy. It's pretty sexy. It's the one sex scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of these books have that we've read so far have multiple sex scenes. Yeah. Often in increasing in sexiness yeah. as they go. Yeah. We're talking like first it's like H on P and then yeah. it's like Fing and Sing. Uh Fing and Sing, and yeah. then it's the other Sing. Yeah. And then oftentimes they'll do like you know, P's and V's or V's and A's and A's and P's. Yeah. S'ing and P'ing. S'ing and P'ing all over the place. Yeah. 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 So um, this, this one, one they just did one. That. It was just this one scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because they needed to do a lot of like aliens. <laughs> yeah. They had to save room. For they the needed aliens. to save room for the aliens, for the ancient, a- for the future aliens. Future aliens. Um, yeah. So well, I'll read this. Um, you, you think that this um, novel shares a... a uh, narrative world with the Warhammer 40k. That's interesting because it definitely does, yeah. and that's I, that's. I'm sorry, I had to interrupt you while you were doing yeah. the recap. I just thought, like, well, just say like, just say the Immaterium, just say Gellerfields, like, say all this stuff that are already like cultural touchstones for people. Okay, who may not be familiar with Grim Space, but like are obviously right. With Everybody knows about Warhammer, Warhammer 40k because they all buy those figurines and and painstakingly hand paint them. Right, and read the supplemental yeah. rule books. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I could have just done a shortcut and you were actually trying to help me and not. I was trying to help you f- yeah. find your find a shortcut, but you yeah. weren't you were resistant to it for some reason. Okay. So maybe we can try to bring that in here. Oh, please. Yeah. Warhammer um, 40K is a very sexy universe. Okay, I'm going to read this warning. It's pretty sexy, but actually taking I'm taking the warning back now because we're going to uh we're going to battleize it. We're going to sanitize it. Um, we're going to make it safe for you to listen to out loud at the dinner table. Here we go. March pushes me back onto his bunk, and I run my palms up his chest of Warhammer 40K figurines. Yes. Perfect. I feel the residue from the Nutrigel. And seems fine. uh, From the um, bespoke paint. Oh, Citadel paints. Yeah, Citadel paints. And yeah. that makes me smile, although it melts into a moan. That's fine. I guess they're really good paints. Yeah. He's not gentle. He wasn't kidding when he says he knows what I want. I feel his teeth next, tr- um, trying to um, uh, uh, open one of the packages of a... Tau. A Tau. Fighter. Tau Pathfinders. Tau Pathfinder, you say. And the gush of response makes me draw my knees up, making room for him. And that's referring to the Tau. Let's say Tau Pathfinders. Yeah. Between them. Yeah. The Tau are sort of a, um, I guess if there was any good guys in, in Warhammer 40k, the Taus are about as close as you get. Although they're still pretty bad. They have okay. like a pretty, I would say, challenging cast system. Okay. Well, let's not get too far into it. Okay. Okay. Um, it sounds like they've ordered a bunch of these guys to paint. Yeah. And okay. she's got a chest full of them. And so right. she's drawn up her knees now. Well, um, they're both playing Tau? Um, I don't know. I have only read this part of the... Sense. As, here's what... Uh, shall I just run this back yeah, for yeah. you? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yep. Um, they've ordered a bunch of figurines. Mm-hmm. They've right. opened the chest. 
And she's pulled out the first one and ripped it open with her teeth. And it's a Tau Pathfinder. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then she's now she's she's um, drawn her knees up to make room for it. Like that, he whispers into my skin. Hmm. Like that, Jax, as he trails his fingers down my belly. What's well, teasing me because he knows how much I want him to go lower. That actually is absolutely inappropriate. Pretty tough. Um, trails um, his fingers down. Is there another figurine? Oh, oh, oh! Down the um, down the um, maybe like a distance marker. Because okay. the whole thing in like Warhammer is like you set up figurines, you have these like little rulers okay. to see how far your guys can shoot. Okay, you know, and like in what directions. So okay, as he trails his fingers down a distance, along a distance marker, trying to figure out how far the guys can his, shoot. His 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 Necron warriors can shoot. His Necron warriors can shoot. Okay, so they're 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 setting up a table to fight. Yeah, it's Tau versus Necron. Like that, but more. I buck my hips, and he relents, dipping his fingers into me with a long, languid motion. That doesn't make any sense, given the get that. conversation we're having. Right. Um, Dips his fingers into the paint? I guess, but why is she bucking her hips? You know, I couldn't even, like, tell you what that means. Like, she's just, like, standing there at the table, like... Is there a move that you would do with... Um, Warhammer. Maybe she's like, I th- maybe it's like, like uh, nudging a pinball table, you know, where it's like she's bucking the table, trying to get all the Warhammer figurines to fall over. Okay, does that that that's like a desperation move when you're playing Warhammer? Um, I I don't know. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I buck the table, trying to get all the figurines to fall over. Yeah, that's good. Just as he's dipping his fingers into the paint, so that would be annoying. And no, uh, say say Noln oil. Excuse me, Noln oil. N U L N. Noln oil. Noln oil. Okay. That's like the um, black, watered down black paint you put on all your figurines to kind of weather them. Okay. Um, okay, so he's dipping his fingers into the Noln oil and she's she's bucking the table to knock knock everything over because she thinks right, that right. she's losing. Um, oh, Mary. Uh, that's the, the curse they say in this book. Um, yeah. It's got like a Firefly vibe. The whole book kind of has a Firefly Which vibe. Which is fun yeah. if you like Firefly. Yeah. Um, but and they have different way- swears and stuff, much like they say. Oh, Mary! They yeah. say frag. They say fragging, fragging. Yeah, yeah. And, and fragging uh, is is what you do when you you and a friend order a bunch of Warhammer 40k figurines yep. to set up uh, on a chest. Right. Um, it's his turn. That makes sense. Have you ever played Warhammer 40k in Grim Space? Oh man, that's the best. Never way to go do back. It. <laughs> Um, it's his turn. Maybe I don't know his hot spots automatically, but I'll figure it out. I guess that's some Warhammer terminology. Yeah, it's not. Or... It's not terminology I'm familiar with, but yeah, it must be. Maybe it just means like it's like. Is it like Risk kind Warhammer Forty K? Okay, uh, sort of. I guess I don't know like where he's gonna like amass his armies. Right. Exactly. It's his turn. With a smirk, March rolls over, and I run my hands over his body, caressing here and there. Nope. No, absolutely not. This is unacceptable. Run my hands over his army. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe collapsing here and there? Collapsing here and there. Okay, so he's, she's, really, she's, like she's knocking doing some damage. Yeah. What she's done, yeah, her Tau soldiers have done mm-hmm. like a pretty big hit on the Necron soldiers. And Necrons, they're sort of, uh, they go down easy. Because okay. the whole thing about Necrons, Jack, you know, is yeah. like he does too got, in this in this uh, pass later in this passage. Yeah, they've got resurrection, so like okay. they go down easy, but then yeah. they can come back up next turn. Okay, they're kind of like robot zombies. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, grinning wickedly, I settle astride, my thighs framing his. He shudders beneath me when he feels my slick skin. My weight amplifies <laughs> the sensation, and I seesaw on him watching his face that does not sound like i'm i haven't actually played warhammer 40k but i think i understand the mechanics yeah can we clean that up a little bit (sighs) yeah um grinning let's start from the beginning grinning wickedly that's fine that's fine i settle astride my thighs framing his um how about my my guys my TX4 piranhas. Okay. Flanking his. Okay, there we go. Yes, perfectly. He, he shudders beneath me when he feels my slick skin. Um, shudders beneath me when he feels my burst cannons. Okay, okay. My weight amplifies the sensation, and I seesaw on him watching his face. Um, 
my gun drones. Okay. Shoot. Shoot him. Shoot him. They shoot him. Pretty bad. They shoot, yeah. Jax, now he's the one gasping. I would too. Someone had just Yeah, I would too. He just wiped out like a whole regiment of Necron warriors, right? Yeah. Um, He's the one gasping, although it feels fragging amazing to me too. Yeah, I bet it does. As I run my hands up the Warhammer chest, I see the scars I speculated about so long ago. Do they have, are they, they, are they like pretty, do they have like scars on their faces and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. These guys are fucked up. Long and vivid. Yeah, he's seen combat. I think she's talking about one of the Necron warriors now. The one above his hip looks like they almost got him. That gives me a twinge that I don't like. I'm just using you for sex, I remind him, husky and low. Nope. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm just using you for Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So use me. His abdominal muscles ripple and go tight as he struggles to hold himself still. Use me, Jax. Nobody ever says that to me. No. Use me, Jax. Yeah. I just said it to you. Thank you. And we're in grim space together here. Um, that seems fine. That, yeah. This could I gotta it. say, though. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I got like a little bit of a taste of the original scene there. And yeah, I don't know if I'm just like a jaded old romance reader now, a horny old romance reader. Yeah. The one sex scene in this book isn't all that sexy. It's not that sexy. Sorry, yeah. it's sexy, but it's yeah. not very sexy. So we are we do you feel like we're done with this? Oh yeah. We got it. Okay. All Was right. there well, more? That's, no, that's it. That seems fine. I mean that's that seems like that's the end of it. There's a little bit more, but it's not a lot. They just like to spoil it for the readers, they end up deciding that the game isn't going the way they want it to, and so they like paint they both like paint each other's figurines a little bit. I think we can stop there because yeah. I think I would have a lot of trouble figuring out how to find a Warhammer analogy for coming. Okay, perfect. So We'll stop there. Yeah, it's not the not the most sexful sex scene that we've read. It's well written. I've, it's just, hey, I've read more sex scenes in Jack Reacher novels. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Reacher novels always have at least two. Jack Reacher has the most awkward sex of all time. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Reacher doesn't know how to do it. This is like a hot take. For I we I, I don't know if folks have read the Jack Reacher books. Probably not. There is a movie with Tom Cruise. They're like old man books. Um, they're old man books and Tanner and I are old men and so we have read them um, and I do like a lot of them um, but I don't think Jack Reacher knows how to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> There's always at least one sex scene in every book and they're just the most uncomfortable <laughs> sex scenes. That's a hot ever. take. That's a hot yeah. take. Yeah. I like skip over them. It's just like, oh, I hate this. It's like it's like listening to a description of like someone's dad having sex. <laughs> He's good at a lot of stuff. Like I wouldn't fuck with him. You know, like don't cross him in a way that will make him feel like he has to come after you and take apart your whole life and destroy you. Because yeah. he's very good at that. He's really good at that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but but he's not so good at. But also maybe swipe right on Tinder. Doing it. Yeah. Or is it left? I'm, that's shows which is good and which is bad. I don't know, Jack. Yeah. I've never used Tinder because I'm a married man. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, I think this book didn't necessarily need much sanitizing if anything yeah it could use a little sexing up mm-hmm. if anything we could use lee child over here yeah <laughs> the jack reacher author yeah um okay well should we um veer the other way we've never done this before should we sex something can up? can we can we are we capable of that i think it might be time to call in a couple guys who i've been frightened to bring on this show because i'm scared of what they can do Okay. And I don't know what's going to happen, and I want to recuse myself from anything that happens if we do invite them onto the show. But yeah. it's a couple It's a couple bros I know, and they're called the... Two lewd dudes. Oh, two lewd dudes. <laughs> Hello. My name is Horny Tanner. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm Horny Jack. <laughs> and we're the two lewd dudes. And we're the two and lewd we're here- dudes. We're here yeah. to sex up this book. There wasn't bit. enough in this one. Yeah. We've been reading romance novels and now we need our fix. And there was only yeah. one scene. And we I know that you get at least three. Yeah. You get I three. Couldn't, I couldn't finish with just that one scene. Yeah. So now we're going to, I think, yeah, probably add at least one more, Jack, right? Horny yeah. Jack. Yeah, we're going to add one more. Um, I've got a passage where they're doing a big fight. 
perfect. And we can just try to sex this up a little bit. So, folks, I hope you finish dinner. Yeah, I hope you finish dinner. I hope you put the kids to bed, and I hope yeah. you slipped into something a little bit more comfortable. Because this is just draw draw a warm bubble bath. Yeah, <laughs> and make sure nobody's within earshot. Because this is if you're listening to this out loud on the subway, put your fucking headphones in right now. Yeah, if you're listening to this car in in your car, pull yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> pull over because you're gonna get way too horny here yeah this is um this is uh serious stuff it's the two loot dudes we're gonna sex the scene up are you ready yes okay here goes um this is the scene when um sarantha and this cool uh slider guy who's like a shapeshifter guy are doing yeah. about to do a big fight yeah i expect to die i expect to fuck yeah i expect to fuck is good when the first Morga, that's the name of the aliens, launches yeah. itself at me, I don't even flinch. The others follow in a fury, but I simply squeeze my... Bo- well, let's stop okay. there. Let's yeah. let, Instead of Morgoths, let's say dicks. Boner. Yeah. Okay, when the first boner launches at... This is great. And it's yeah. so much sexier. When the first boner launches itself at me, I don't even flinch. The others follow in a fury. That seems fine. Very sexy. Uh, but I simply squeeze my eyes shut and stand my ground. I s- yes, this woman knows how to have sex. <laughs> but instead of going down, this is fine. We don't fine. have to do anything. God, the, we're barely even touching this one. A wave of rending limbs. Veleth shoves me behind him. Okay. Um, what about Veleth shoves himself behind me? That's pretty good. What about, and you're comfortable with the rending limbs? I mean, there's just like everybody's doing it now. It's boners, there's <laughs> limbs rending. Yeah. I took l- rending limbs to mean you know, limbs being sort of. Okay, torn what off. about, should we just say writhing? But maybe that's uh, writhing limbs. Yeah. Yes. Okay, a wave okay. of writhing limbs. And I think Veleth can just shove himself behind. Yeah, and, jo- and shoves her behind like the... him. Veleth wants to get into the action. Veleth shoves me behind him. Oh, because he wants, so he's. He's interested. He's interested. He want. He's like. And get he's an uh, insectoid guy. Yeah, he's like a praying mantis man. Yeah, he's cool. We loved him. He's yeah, our favorite. He's, he's the coolest one. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He can shapeshift. Yeah, he shapeshifts into the like the kindly doctor. This is such ship. a fun book. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on in his head, but he pushes me back so hard. This seems fine. That I overbalance, slamming my head against the seat. Let's make this less violent. Um, gently pushing my head against some of these writhing limbs yeah that's good that's and and sexy yeah my vision fills with little flecks of light as i hit the floor what about as i do a big french (laughs) (laughs) okay now we're off to the races my vision fills with little fired up flecks of light as i do a big french i hear grunts sounds of scuffling and weapon fire we can't have as if through a tunnel um do, uh, uh, penis fire, or, or <laughs> what do you call it? I don't say, ejaculation. I, I think penis fire is fine, as if through a tunnel. Feel something hot and viscous splattering on my face. That yeah, you fine. would. <laughs> yep. We really don't have to do much with this one. It seems fine. I could crawl under the seats. Wait. Instead, I pushed on my hands and knees, dizzy and nauseous. Let's not have that. Well, that's how I Port- finish. Okay. Okay, dizzy and nauseous. I don't know how much blood I've lost. That's par for the course. This is common. Okay, we're actually not. The two loot dudes don't actually have to change as much as I thought they did. (laughs) Yeah, I guess this book is sexier than I than I first realized. When I force my eyes open, the ridge along my brow throbs. That's kind of sexy. Yeah. Well, she has like a headache. Yeah, she hit her head. Okay. Well, let's say the ridge along her bone, uh, pubis. Lady boner. Yeah. Pubis throbs. Uh, maybe I hit my face on something on the way down. But maybe she hit her pubis, um, vulva. Let's <laughs> on something on the way. I think down. we want this to be okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, privates. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I hit my privates on something on the way down. The carnage astonishes me. Vul- the- was vulva too clinical for you, or what's what's your concern with vulva? I wanted it to be sexier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I guess you nailed it with privates. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We can do these. Yeah, we can do. We can write one of these. I think um, yeah. the carnage astonished me. The um, uh, 
the uh, 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 what are you are you trying to find a replacement for Carnage? Yeah, no, you th- Car- okay. the, the you know when one is being carnal okay, with their lover, carnal. yeah, that means say, yeah, so okay, I think it's fine, okay, all right, this is maybe getting a little too sexy. Of the five, only Veleth is left standing, but he looks really fragged up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like you just got done doing some fragging. Two of the more gut bo- bodies are still convulsing. Yeah. Pestilent ooze boiling out of their wounds. Uh, wangs. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? We voice the question in unison, although we're asking vastly different things. All I wanted was to die, to fuck, I fuck. whisper. Why didn't you let me? You still get paid. And that works. That's good. So that's the two loot dudes. Sorry if you were still eating dinner. Yeah, and sorry if, you know, sorry to all the the uh, hospital workers who are going to have to deal with the sudden <laughs> influx of newborns in nine months. Yeah. Because <laughs> of how horny everyone Yeah, got. this one's pretty horny and sorry. It's not what we like to do, but um, we felt like we had to because we're used to at least three of these in the books and they only had one in this one. Yeah. I I'm horny Tanner. I'm gonna see myself out now. Yeah, I'm horny Jack. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna. And hopefully, you'll never see me again or hear from me ever again. Regular Tanner back in. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I can't believe. And I, we, now I'm back. I, it's Jack, me back, it's, and I can't believe we let those guys get on the podcast. What the I know. fuck? They ruined our show. Too horny. Too horny. Too sexy. Um, sh- I would like to take a break. Uh, yeah. I, for not because, <laughs> not because of what just happened. I'm not no. like unrelated. No, it's just time. It is time yeah. for a break. Okay. Uh right. we'll we'll see you soon. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I want to read Tanner to you a brief passage from this book that I imagine jumped out at you as much as it jumped out at me. Okay. Are we still going to look around on planet? Might as well, he answers. Dina's gonna be a couple days getting us flight worthy. Dina's the ship mechanic. Yeah, she's the a, um, she's the um, what's the girl lady. from uh, Firefly? She's Kay- sort of like Kaylee. Um, Kaylee? No, she's sort of like uh, I'll be in my bunk guy. Okay, yeah, she's a little bit like a mix between the mechanic girl from Firefly and the I'll be in the bunk guy from Firefly. It's literally yeah. one of my favorite shows, and I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> um, we took some hull damage coming in, and the phase drive broke down conveniently. I finish. Zelico. Or more to the point, someone he hired had access to the folly while we were en route to the compound. When he nods, I add, at this point, I think we can assume there are gray men headed for our location. Mm, and that's Tigraman, and that's something we should probably talk about a little bit. A lot of the yeah. um, villains from the uh, Babysitter's Club. But this, I'm not finished with this segment. Yeah. No, no, no. But this is just a quick aside. Something we should talk about. Um, the, a lot of the villains from the Babysitter's Club books, uh, mysteries in particular, are... Yeah. And we this. used to we used to read those yeah. on an earlier iteration of this podcast, yeah. I, uh, which I assume you know. <laughs> you might know, or you might not. Yeah. And if you don't know, yeah. uh, go back and give those a listen. Pretty yeah, fun. and then it's read like the books. They've five got years this, worth of yeah of podcasting. <laughs> it's a lot of content in our wake. Yeah. <laughs> March offers a tight smile. There's a bright spot, at least he's so cool. Or it's possible we're sharing a paranoid delusion. Occam's a razor, he murmurs, shaking his head. Huh? Just someone who lived a long time ago and died in obscurity. We need to move, unless we want to become anecdotal footnotes ourselves. Yeah. Hey, fuck philosophy! And what does is, what is anecdotal footnotes make you think of, Tanner? Oh, fuck. It's a, it's a, it, a segment it's a, that we love on the show that we like to do It's a sci-fi book, you can't do it. That's just for... It's a segment, and it's called... Let's read from my thesis, and I've brought it here. It's Cataton's. Uh, I think Kalaroa, if anything, he was saying a sample let's translation not do that because he was saying century Greek novel, and I have a lot of anecdotal footnotes. Hey, you know in this, this one. Occam guy? Yeah, fuck him. He's no one. That it does William sound like what he's saying. We, I've found a selection where I have an anecdotal footnote. Um, and so I'll just read you that selection. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you like? It's your pleasure because you've been the enjoying this of, along with me. The law of parsimony. Don't talk to me about Occam right now. I know about Occam. You ready? Here we go. Do you want me to just start reading? Yeah. I'll just start. I'll just start reading. 
And we'll get to the anecdotal footnote. Shit, there's two footnotes here. Oh, yawning already. Ready? Yep. I'll read. There are two footnotes. Is that okay? Yes, Jesus. Okay. The description of Calarroz footnotes, they're endnotes. We've already been over this. Okay, fine. Yeah, they're that's, en- what, that's probably why you didn't get your master's degree. Same difference. I did get my master's degree. In fact, there is a formal quality to the representation of emotion in general in Calarroa. Early on in the novel, for instance, a recurrent phrase in Homer is used on different occasions to describe three separate characters. Calarroa, Chiraeus, Dionysius, at moments of high emotional you intensity. You must know. You must recognize that this is bad podcasting. What? What do you think? Why? You're just reading from your dissertation. Cataton resorts to a formula at exactly the moment that a modern reader is ex- is trained to expect it's novelty. It's so boring. The description of Cataroa's reaction to the discovery that... You, wait till we get to the footnotes. That's the good okay. part. Okay. It's, this is foreplay. This is foreplay. Well, it's not working. The description of Cataroa's reaction hard. to the discovery that she is to be married may strike many readers as odd. Nurse, and this is, a, this is my translation. The day we've all been praying for has finally come. The city is here to attend your wedding. At once, her legs collapsed, her heart gave way, and then I've got a footnote. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, ready? Yeah. Odyssey 4.703, Iliad 21.114. That's the footnote? Yeah, because it's a reference to yeah, the, the Odyssey. Yeah, the passage. Okay, ready? Translated. And we've got one more. For she did not know to whom she was being married. Her voice failed, darkness descended on her, and she nearly breathed her last. We might, and this is me again now, we might contrast Cataton's technique with that of Samuel Richardson. Uh-oh, what's Uh-oh. that? It's a fucking <laughs> footnote. Ready? Yeah, I know who Samuel Richardson is. He's the meme. He's this guy. What's that? The meme. What meme? Of Samuel Richardson looking at a pamphlet and then looking at, like, barreling the camera and being like, what? What are you talking about? No, I'm about to read the footnote. That's what everyone's here for. Yeah, I know, but I know what everyone's here for. They're what? They're here for here for you to fucking describe all. They're memes? here for your meme of the week, and it's this. <laughs> it's the Samuel Richardson meme. Samuel Johnson. Well, that's a completely different person. The Samuel Johnson meme. Do you want to hear this it's fucking not, footnote it's not or not? It's not a different person. It's the same guy. Anne Aguirre has specifically requested that I read from my thesis. Do you want to hear this footnote? Okay, send me. Did you see the meme? Okay. It's Samuel Johnson. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. What we're talking about, Samuel Richardson. I know. Same guy. No, it's very different. Ready? Here's the footnote. Look, and then we I, can... I, found a, I found an actual Samuel Richardson uh, meme. Do you want to see it? No. This is delayed gratification for people who... Okay, the meme says, almost October 31st, and you all know what that means. Things are about to, and it's like the pumpkin guy with a uh, uh, with a pumpkin face. The guy from the news who has like a pumpkin on his head who did dancing. Things are about to, and then it says saved by grace alone, and it's a. Things are about to get, and then it's Samuel Richardson saying okay. saved yeah. by grace alone. He's the original prude dude. Can I read this footnote and then we can move on? Yes. Disp- Is he list- the one who hated masturbating? No, that was Aquinas. Jesus Christ, I like literally can't even start with you on this. I genuinely can't even start with you on this. <laughs> Just will you at least listen to and engage with this? It's kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Here's the footnote. Despite inevitable differences, Richardson's agenda, more than any other 18th century novelist, is often very much in tune with that of Cataton. In particular, Richardson's emphasis on the supreme importance of maidenhood and Cataton's obsession with the subject of Calaroa's chastity have similar motivations. Both authors put their heroines in situations that threaten their sexual morality. Sexual. <laughs> with the purpose Horton of Jack is back. With the purpose of eventually reaffirming the status quo of relations between the sexes. And that is what we call an anecdotal footnote. And thanks for that. And thanks everybody. I know everybody loves this segment. I know you like it too, Tanner. No one loves this segment. Uh, it's one of our hit segments. Do you, from ever the show. Want, do you ever sit and just think about your life and wonder how <laughs> you got here? No. Because look at us. Look at us. Jack, look at yeah. you and me. We're on the same trajectory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Married, living in a house, have a kid, <laughs> recording a podcast together, and you did all this fucking work <laughs> to get to here. And what did I do? Just sort of fell ass backwards into it, right? Yeah. This was a lot of work. I had was to learn Greek. It? Was it worth it? <laughs> yeah, because everybody loves this segment. 
It's not called Let's Read from Tanner's Thesis. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can just watch my thesis if you want. Um, let's move on. We don't have a ton of time left. Actually, I would like to talk about something. Okay. And it's related to the last segment. Okay. And it's my... <gasps> yeah, that's when we do our burns. And, and there's burns in this book. There's some burns in the book, yeah. There's burns in the book. I just yeah. realized that we're, uh, what, five, six episodes into this new podcast. We probably have a lot of new listeners, probably a lot of new romance listeners, probably uh-huh. a lot of people who haven't heard our old podcast. Yeah. And we've never bothered to stop down and explain <laughs> what happens each week. Yeah. Where you both kind of have this fit and then say a part of the book that was like an insult. <laughs> I feel like it's self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. I guess you're right. Yeah. There are burns. Um, we find our burns, burns, the favorite burns in the book. And there's yeah. some, every book has a burn. Every book has a burn. Mine is related to Jack reads from his thesis. Okay, perfect. It's been a week since I heard another human voice, not counting my AI. I swear programmers code them to be annoying, pedantic little fucks. <clears throat> okay. It burns on you, because it's been a week since I heard your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking fascinating. <laughs> you know it. If you took a second, that was fucking fascinating. You learned about an I ancient heard, Greek novel. I don't think I heard how it connects to an 18th century novel. And Thomas Aquinas and is not. No, Thomas not Aquinas has nothing to do with anything. Okay, Samuel Johnson. Then I don't know. Not he's in this. The, Forget it. Looking at the pamphlet and he's looking up. Ooh, this is what it's saying. I got a burn. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So the corp used me. This is the evil corporation. The corp used me yeah. for 14 years, knowing I would eventually burn out. And I said yes, because I wanted adventure and excitement. Wanted off of new Terra. I wanted the universe. Why should I settle for one boring man and a passel of kids? Um, and it's a burn on, also a burn on me. Yeah, it's also a burn on you. Wow. And you tough, a little bit. Challenging uh, book for you this week. Yeah. Huh? Somebody, Sarah specifically is her name, did settle for um, one boring man and a passel of kids. Yeah, because you're having she did It doesn't apply to me because I only have Yeah, it doesn't kid. apply to you, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And cats, I guess. Cats. Yeah. One boring man, a passel of kids, and three whole fucking cats. Yeah. Three yeah. Three cats of varying sizes. And three cats of varying sizes. That's living the dream. And temperaments. And, yeah, varying temperaments. Yeah. Um, we don't have much time left, but we do have time to do a little bit of work on our novel that we're writing together. Yes. We neglected it last week. We did obviously say that now Gungans are part of the... Yeah. Time in the love in the time of horses universe. Yeah, and so this is a segment that we call Love in the Time of Horses. We didn't get a chance to explore it much, though, because we were out of time last week. But now we can sort of, like, really we can spread out. Delve into it. And what we're doing is um, um, these guys that we're reading, they're making all this money. They made money from us. They're making millions of dollars from these romance novels. So we want to yep. see something on the back end. And so we're going to steal all their fucking secrets from every book that we read as we get stronger yep. and more knowledgeable in the world of romance and use it to fuel our multimedia empire. Right. It's going to begin with this novel called Love in the Time of Horses. Um, we could do a whole series, man. Love in the Time of Gungans. You, yeah, we could do whatever, and then it'll yeah. kind of spin off into a Netflix original. Yeah. Um, um, I so <laughs> Or, Netflix, hey, Netflix wishes, right? I was going More to- More like an HBO original. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right, because it's going to be prestige, I think. Yeah. I was going to say to you, the way the Love in the Time of Horses has progressed- I'm worried that it's got too much fantasy sci-fi. Oh, on like paranormal, right? So normally what we like to do is try to pull from the book that we've read. Right. And then last week we didn't have time. And so all we said was that there got to be Gungans in it. <laughs> right. I think here's the thing, though. is like, you know how the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's like the 
the discreet little on earth stories like Spider-Man flying around New York, like stopping bad guys. And then yeah. there's the whole like cosmic storyline where it's like Thanos and guardians of the galaxy and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I think that can, that can apply to this too. But it's, it's a, like, is that going to make it a, ro- my, the issue I have is that it needs to be a romance novel. Oh yeah. It's the RCU. Okay. I don't, well, it's the, it's the HCU. We're just putting a lot. We've spent the a lot of time putting universe. a. That's the horse of cinematic universe. I don't think you've fully. You're fully on board with the problem that I'm having. Let me describe the book to you. So far, yeah, yeah. The horses are everywhere and they're mean. Mean? It's, they're mean. The horses right. are mean. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, our hero is Baron Swalwood. Um, right. Uh, and once you know someone's true name in this world, you have command over them. Right. He's Gungan. He's a rogue. No, he's not. A, it doesn't say. We haven't said what he is yet. Well, he's Gungan. Please don't have him be Gungan. <laughs> Too late. He's Gungan. <laughs> he has something in his past. It's an aversion to horses. He's deathly afraid of them. Yeah. We don't know totally why yet. Well, because when he came up from the underwater sea. Oh, because he's a vampire. Well, is he Gungan or is he a vampire? I don't know, but we've said that he's a vampire. Okay, so he's a vampire, so he's not Gungan. And that's why he's afraid of horses, because in this world, horses hate vampires. Right. <laughs> and what's the other, what's the female antagonist's Pud. name? Pud. Pud Great She's Cleft. Gungan. Okay, yeah, she's got to be Gungan. Um, she's a group of sisters. Uh, she's kind of the runt, and she's on the run from horse law because she rode a horse. She crossed the horses, and she rode one out of passion. Right. She loves the horses too much. Swalwood hates the horses because he's a vampire and vampires hate horses in this world. Uh, and they have to meet under false pretenses. Oh, and also, and this doesn't, isn't going to hurt our new notion that she's a Gungan, but Pud is an epidemiologist who's trying to cure vampirism with horse blood. <laughs> God, what, what gifted storytellers. <laughs> but, but can you at least come with me? halfway to the notion that we need to put a little bit like i like this world and it's rich okay okay but you're we right, need to put, right, right. try to put a little Zoom bit more out. romance in it the but, cosmos but we've yeah okay the and infinite we, inky blackness uh, of the cosmos <laughs> okay yeah okay so in this what's book, that what's that blinking light what's that flash in the night sky yeah it's, it's a aliens. ship coming out of grim space it's fucking aliens and they're coming out of grim space <laughs> And aboard that ship, aliens. And they're all fucking. Okay, let's. it's too early for that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. We're like six episodes. We're on the sixth chapter, well, we right? we haven't started to write it yet. Well, I assume this is, I assume all we're doing here is like kind of outlining. We're setting the scene. No, I think, I think at some point we need to start going in and like doing the hard work. Filling out the details. Okay. So maybe this is how it starts. I like, this is how it starts. You, it, scene, scene. See. Exterior. Horses are like fucking more horses than you've ever fucking seen. Right. Are like horses as far as the running see. across the desert together, whinnying and neighing. And it's a and desert like, planet. Now. It's a desert planet, and it's well. What great cleft is not that was my like horse that. noise. It wasn't good. The, uh, the horses are whinnying and neighing. They're running across the desert planet, and you're like, oh, it's a fucking western. Oh, okay. But then there's a, a fucking shining star in the sky that st- starts like getting bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter, and it's fucking like a big spaceship uh, comes out of yeah. grim space. And then like maybe maybe the worst television theme song <laughs> you've ever heard in your life starts playing, and you're like, man, I love this show, but I fucking hate this theme song. Oh, is it Firefly? <laughs> Yeah, and it's a Firefly theme. <laughs> you have to admit that's a bad it's terrible. Song. It was a weird choice. Yeah. Even as a super fan, I'm not deaf. Um, okay, so the Firefly theme plays, and uh, a big ship comes out of Grim Space and lands. Yeah. And then I think it's just gonna land. And On then the we, horses? It like it scares crushes, the horses. Crushes. It crushes several some horses. horses. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Fine. The horses are like, what the fuck? But the horses are kind of bad guys. They're right? bad in this, yeah. They're like, sort of like, it's like that movie Birds, but with horses. Yeah, and they're pissed because... Yeah, they're uh, pissed. Pud. Great Cleft. Who's a... F- a Gungan. Who's a Gungan? On a desert planet, and that's that's yeah. going to be difficult for her. Yeah. She's ha- going to face a lot of adversity. Did choose to ride one. 
Um, and so she's on the run. So the first scene is them talking about, they're like, holy shit, we got to get Pud. We got to find Well, here's Pud. the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. This this spaceship is landed, right? It's popped out of Grim Space and it's landed yeah. on, the, on the desert horse planet, Arrakis. Okay. And I think we have an opportunity here, Jack, to yeah. add a little spiciness to the story, a love triangle, a, th- a new love interest for Pud. Okay, she doesn't. Ha- okay, fine. Well, this will have to be later. But yeah, what do you mean later? Well, she doesn't. Ha- she hasn't even met Baron Swalwood yet. No, I know, but like that's the that's the thing. Okay, like she's gonna meet this sort of like. So she gets rescued. The horses are are carting her off. She's like being dragged behind them because she's violated the one rule. They, they've cornered her. Yeah, and they're dragging, they're like forming her. a ring around her, yeah. and then a, a spaceship jumps out of yes. Lands on the scares horse them off, and it's just Pud and the spaceship, and then the fucking uh, the trap door opens on the spaceship, and a ladder comes down, and smoke comes out, and we see two feet slowly walking down the stairs, and it's a it's new character named a bug guy. Do this, a bug what? guy, a bug guy. Oh, the, he's like guy. a praying mantis bounty hunter, and his name is um. Oh. Here's what we can do. Would you want to do a really quick name generator? Um, I was just going to try to come up with one. Okay. Let's just use our creative energy. Okay. Zed. Zed. That sounds like an alien name, right? Yeah, Zed Zed is fine. Yeah. Zed, and then we got to do something sort of sexy. Um, Like Bone Master. Zed Bone Master. That sounds great, right? That's good. And he comes, and he's a praying mantis guy, and he comes down, and... He didn't mean to rescue her. This is just where he landed. And so they have repartee. Yeah. We can do, fill that and, in. And behind him, behind the mist coming out of the hydraulics on this Grim Space vessel. Yeah. That, song, that genuine song, Pony. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's perfect. And it's sort of like, it's a little cheeky. You know? Yeah, it's a little cheeky. Okay, I like that. Um, and so that he's going to rescue her. But I think he's going to be the villain of the piece. He'll end up being the villain. Because we've got Baron Swalwood kind of waiting in the wings. Next scene, we won't do it this week, but next scene is going to be, now we'll cut to Baron Swalwood in his vampire stronghold. (laughs) This is turning out so good. (laughs) Way better than I would have ever expected, honestly. (laughs) The time of horses is is a crowded time in history. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a nexus. It's a, a still point in space time and that's pretty close to all the time we have for today okay um the book does put a lot of um uh villains and characters from the um, babysitters club universe yeah yeah um, they do do that i don't know like I can... praying mantis monsters Degraman. well there's here's a passage i sense his ascent and the ship shudders making the jump back to straight space i don't need to see the astrogation charts to know we hit the mark but before i can savor the pleasure of a solid run the phase drive winds in powering down i've heard that sound before and its feedback screams inside my skull i hope to marry we don't need to leave in a hurry the frog folk aren't likely to give us any trouble in yes. orbit, but if gray okay. men or others track us down, it could get real messy Come without on. a phase. So they play a pretty sophisticated yep. game of wandering frog people in this novel. Um, if you're not familiar with wandering frog people, it's a game that the Pike kids yep. from the Babysitter's Club books <laughs> invented and play. Yeah. The rules of which were never revealed to us by Anne and Martin, but yeah. we sort of invented our own rules. Yeah. And one of which is that you sort of present someone with a frog and March in this book. Yeah. Captain March accidentally adopts a little frog. A guy. wandering frogman named yeah. Baby Z. It's really cute. Yeah, who who sucks on nutrient paste off yeah. of his chest. There's a lot going on in this novel. Yeah, so the the rules of wandering frog people have become a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, I think you have to if you get presented with a frog, you have to keep it close to you at all times. You have to keep it on your body at all yeah. times until you're able to sort of jettison. Yeah, and then the the gray man, of course, is the uh, primary uh, shadowy villain of the Babysitters Club mystery. You gotta you gotta um, read the books; it's all in there. Yeah, or just go back and listen to the last five years of podcasting that yep. we did. Um, I've got one little further thing to say. Frankly, the... frankly, yeah, our advertisers would prefer the latter. 
<laughs> I've got one little further thing to say, and then we will leave and go. Yes. Let me read this passage. This is your third denial of an approved flight plan. We have no choice but to categorize this as a mutiny attempt and respond accordingly. And then they aren't talking to us anymore. There's only silence, which is worse. Going to autopilot, the computer announces with seeming delight. Override codes accepted. Trajectory and coordinates received. Oh, no. No. We can't survive a hit like this. There's no way. I'm scrambling at the terminal now, trying to restore control on our end. Siri, what the fuck are they doing? Wish I knew, baby. And this whole novel is Siri fanfic. Yeah, it's the the Apple iOS <laughs> virtual assistant. Yeah. And it's such a good concept. And it's her name yeah. is Sarantha Jacks, but at one time at one point in this novel she is referred to as Siri, and that's um Anne's, and she, um, Anne's way of letting us know how this all started. And it's She's grown a little bit of a, a sort of saucy attitude. What if Siri was a sexy space voyager. Yeah. Who jacks Mine into kind the of fucking is, grim space. When you summon her oh, is on she your just phone. in the grim space? Yeah, she is the grim space. So Siri's like living in the fucking grim space. And then when you summon her, she has to like pull herself out of it and be like, yes, master. Yeah, she's she's got the J gene. My Siri, I think I've said this on the, pa- on the podcast before. My Siri yeah. is from New Zealand. So is mine now. You set yours to New Zealand? Yeah. It's way better, right? And she calls me master, which I... <laughs> Did you ask her to do that? I did, and I maybe regret it. I think what I want to do now is I just got a new laptop, and I think I want to change her name to Computer. Okay. So I can, so I can, so it's more about what I say, but that way it, I feel so stupid being like, "Hey Siri, what's the weather like?" And sorry, you know what I'm going to do, Siri? I oh, want to be like, you know what computer, I just thought of? Tell me the weather. I'm going to change mine to Jack, and I'm going to turn him into a British man. Oh, that's so it's great. like I'm hanging out with you all the time. That would be lovely. That yeah. would be fun, right? That's really good. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That That's sounds lovely. Great. I don't have any other notes. Do you? No, let's go. Okay. I have one other thing I want to say. Okay. I guess I do have one more note. Okay. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I have a, a proposal. Okay. I have a pitch for you. Okay. We are suffering. Okay. Endlessly. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have an outro for this show. Yes. True. I would like to take it upon myself mm-hmm. to scour these novels okay to find a suitable outro for every episode okay rip from the text okay and i might need to do a little editorializing just to make things make sense for podcasting okay um but with your with your gracious permission i would love to to do the outro this okay but i have a condition yeah to make that run smoothly and I feel like you're maybe incapable of this. Yeah. What needs to happen? No. What needs to happen is the following. At the end of the episode, I'm yeah. going to say, this week we read a novel. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to say the novel. Then I'm going to say, next week, we're going to be reading a novel. And then I'm going to say the novel for next week. And then, in the silence that ensues, you need to say, I'm Tanner Greenring. Okay. And then I say, I'm Jack Shepard, and then you say the fucking outro. Can you do that? I guess we'll see. I d- kind of doubt it. <laughs> I guess we'll um, see. I would like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me. I would like to thank the, what are we saying? Betty Nation? S- uh, sex bots. <laughs> for bearing with us. We don't know yet. Um, I would like to remind everybody, please, we're doing the Sweet Valley Twins Sweet books Sweet now, Twins. and it's so fun, and if you liked... If you are a previous listener of the show and you liked it when we read the Sweet Valley High books, we're doing that, except we also sing, and it's the same thing, but it's Sweet Valley Twins, and it's on our Patreon. Which is a a nice, a a much nicer set of books. We're enjoying them. It's really fun. It's just $5 a month, and you get a whole other episode every week. Yeah. And it's Sweet Valley Twins, and it's on patreon.com slash podcast. It's also a good way to support us and keep us going. Another good way to support us and keep us going is just go to bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake, and you can kick us a dollar a month or whatever you feel like makes this worth your while. $100? a month. $100 a month. Uh, Whatever you like, just click on our support page. And I would like to very specifically thank Catherine and Anna and Samantha and Kat and Aaron uh, for uh, supporting the show. Finally, you can rate and review our show. 
Just go to Apple Podcasts. You can buy our merch at bit.ly slash merch, And you can, of course, join our Facebook group at, it's called Baby Nation on Facebook. All that remains, Tanner, yes. is for me to say that this week we read a novel. That novel was <laughs> Grim Space, the romance, the space romance by yes, Anne and, Aguirre. Yes, and I'm Tanner Green. No, we're Shit. not there yet. And next week, we are going to be reading a novel called The Price of Salt by Patricia Highsmith. It's the book that the movie Carol is based on. Uh, so you can just cheat and watch the movie if you don't want to read along with us. Yeah. I'm Tanner Greenring. And I'm Jack Shepard. And I give him a half smile. Size doesn't matter much to a podcaster. <laughs> Interface is everything. <laughs> See you next week. It's pretty good, right? Good. We might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend. But I'm sure it's crazy good to work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose. But I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows. March pushes me back onto my bunk and I run my palms up his chest of Warhammer 40k figurines. I feel the residue from the Citadel paints, and that makes me smile, although it melts into a moan. They're really good paints. He's not gentle. He wasn't kidding when he says he knows what I want. I see his teeth next, trying to open one of the packages of Tau Pathfinders and the gush of response makes me draw my knees up, making room for the Tau Pathfinder between them. The Tau's are as close as you get to good guys in 40k, but they have a pretty challenging caste system. Like that, he whispers as he trails his fingers along a distance marker, trying to figure out how far his Necron warriors can shoot. Like that, but more, I say just as he dips his fingers into the Nuln oil. That's the watered-down paint you put on Warhammer figurines to weather them. I buck my hips in an attempt to get all the figurines to fall over. Oh, Mary. It's his turn. Maybe I don't know his hot spots, the places he's going to amass his Necron armies automatically, but I'll figure it out. With a smirk, March rolls over and I run my hands over his army collapsing battalions here and there. Tau soldiers go down easy. Grinning wickedly, I settle astride, my TX-4 piranhas flanking his. He shudders beneath me when he feels my burst cannons. My gun drones shoot him pretty bad. Now he's the one gasping, although it feels fragging amazing to me too as I run my hands up the warhammer chest. I just wiped out a whole regiment of Necron warriors. I see the scars I speculated about so long ago, long and vivid. These figurines have a lot of detail. The Necron warrior I'm looking at has seen combat. The scar above his hip looks like they almost got him. That gives me a twinge that I don't like. I'm just using you for Warhammer, I remind him. Husky and low.